What is the role and significance of your story when it comes to your business? Hi, welcome to Business Mindset Mastery. I'm your host, Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and leadership expert. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs over at Heather Gray Consulting. And today I want to talk to you about the role of story. Now, I will be the first to admit to you that this is one of those entrepreneurial buzzwords that's certainly getting a lot of attention. And it's the idea that people can't buy from you until they know you. Um, People don't know what you stand for unless they know your why, etc, etc. If you've been in business, you know that this is one of those marketing strategies that I think is um, becoming more and more to the forefront of people's minds. I think people are looking for connection. People are looking to stand out from the crowd in an age where authenticity and transparency have become the new hustle. The role of our story has significance. And one of the things that... Um, was kind of funny to me is I was talking casually to somebody who's helping me with our house project. And, you know, she was saying something like, do you talk about this house project when you're like talking about your business? And do your clients know this is going on? Or do you not share that? And I said, Oh, like, I, you know, and then I shared that I do this daily podcast. And I'm like, everybody knows I'm in the middle of a remodel and (laughs) temporarily living in an apartment. I have not been quiet about that particular first world problem of mine. And she was like, oh, she's like, because, you know, I just, it's not often in my business that that people know, you know, about me or what I do or, you know, anything about um, my personal life that I keep it so separate. And I know that as a professional, when I was a therapist, that that was largely true about me too. I had been in private therapy uh, for 10 years. Um, I was seeing on average 27 to 35 people a week. And in that time, I, um, I had five clients that I told about my husband and his spinal cord injury. Um, and the fact that I, you know, was married to somebody who was disabled. It never became public. I never talked about it. Um, then suddenly when I decided I wasn't happy being a therapist and I was, in fact, quite burned out from the therapy field, um, it became really apparent to me that one of the reasons that I had become so deeply unhappy was the fact that I largely in the therapy room often felt like I was living a lie. Because I would talk about my husband and I would share, they'd ask, you know, clients would say, oh, where'd you go on vacation? Or I hope you had a nice time. And I would talk about a, a national park that we had gone to and people are like, oh, there's amazing hiking there. And then I have to do that like grinning Barrett smile of like, oh yeah, really great hiking, <laughs> like not in a wheelchair, wah, wah, wah. and always constantly feeling like people in the room thought they knew me, but they didn't really know me. And it was so powerful for me the first time I shared my story publicly. The first time I did it, I wrote about it, um, and I'll link to the original article if I can find it for you guys, so you can kind of see, um, you know, the story, the first time I told it, I also told it way back earlier in the, um, in the show. If you go back to one of the original episodes, how to choose happiness, I I think it's in that episode that I tell the story there too. But in telling people how I had come to believe what I believe, um, the idea that we can't control what happens to us, we can only control how we respond to it. Like one of our, 
my core, core beliefs that I talk to every client who comes my way about, and you hear me talk about it on the show, to be able to not just teach that skill, but to explain to the listeners and to my clients why I believe that and the lessons I had to learn in order to really teach it and to be an expert at it means the world to me. Not just because I feel I can, can you know, sort of what I call get down with the people, right? I can put myself on an even playing field. I don't have to like sound like some like nose in the air expert who's never actually had a bad day. I can really talk about, um, you know, my tough spots and my obstacles and how I overcame them in the attempt to inspire other people. But it also helps people really get to know me. How I manage myself and my story helps other people decide for themselves if they think I can help them manage their story. That, you know, there's this disconnect when people don't know who you are. And I think that a lot of people who are hesitant around story, who don't want to tell their audience their story if they don't think it relates to whatever it is they're serving, or they don't think it like is sort of relevant or it's going to cast a shadow on their clients' experiences, there's all kinds of different ways that we can say, oh, that's not appropriate here, or people don't really need to know about it. But at the same token, it is an unused tool and um, strategy you have in your arsenal for the know, like, and trust factor. If people can know something about you that they can relate to, they are going to feel like you can relate to them. Now, here's the thing. I am not asking you to share any personal information you are not comfortable sharing. This is not a discussion around getting you outside your comfort zone. But what I do want you to do and recognize is that there is a way to connect with story that is connected to your own personal boundaries. So for example, when I was a therapist, people would say to me all the time, like um, <laughs> it typically happened with substance abuse and people would, you know, I would be, you know, working with someone who was struggling with alcohol use or, you know, excessive, you know, substance abuse or something like that. And they'd say to me, like, how do you, you know, are you an addict? Have you been there too? And no, I've never been addicted. And no, I, I don't have an addiction currently. And no, I, that's not been on my list of struggles. But what I do relate to is desperately wanting a relief to pain, desperately wanting to not feel bad anymore desperately wanting a solution to something that feels impossible. I can relate to the need and to the feeling, even if I don't relate to the behavior. And I don't have to say and talk about the time I felt that way. I don't have to say because so-and-so, X, Y, and Z, and I felt this way when A, B, and C, but you can talk about having been afraid. You can talk about times of self-doubt. You can talk about times of failure without exposing yourself simply by talking about a feeling. And I think that like 
in this age of story, it's largely getting misunderstood. I think that people are assuming you have to go, well, I was born 42 years ago on a hot August day and blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. Like we don't need the details and the details are irrelevant because in actuality, people are largely selfish. They don't actually care about us as much as we think they do, but they do care about whether or not they think we can help them with what's ailing them. And one of the things I wanted to share is that in the course of doing this show, I have only deleted one episode where I shared too much, where it actually got published and then the next day I had publishing guilt and I deleted the episode. And I I know that some people heard it and I didn't get it off the airwaves in in time. But any other time I've shared... I have felt free. I just heard Chelsea um, Handler, I almost blamed on her last name, and she has a new memoir out. And she said that in telling her truth so boldly and putting it out there, she just has felt more free and she's felt more alive and she's felt more at peace. That is the power we can create for ourselves when we show the world unapologetically who we are. And we get to, as the owners of our story, get to decide how much we lift. Now, Chelsea in her book shared everything. Me in my article and on this show, I feel like I've largely shared everything. My exception to that is anything that I might be going through right now that I haven't resolved for myself. Because I think it's really important that if you were putting out your experience for your business, that you have to have your emotional baggage around it packed up and it needs to be dialed in tight so that you have come up with your understanding or your lesson about it. So the example that like often comes to mind for people who've been longtime listeners of the show is, you know, in December of 2017, when I moved to California, I was a mess, like hot mess personified. I was on the airport floor of the Logan Air. I was on the bathroom floor of Logan Airport, bawling my eyes out. I didn't know if I was going to actually physically be able to get on the plane. I didn't record that podcast episode from the floor of the bathroom while it was happening. I had gotten settled into my life in California. I think I was one week into my new adventure. um, And I was seeing in crystal clarity that this was really going to work out for us. That it was absolutely the right move. And it was everything I never knew I always wanted. And there was no way of knowing that when I was on the bathroom floor of the Logan Airport bathroom. But I, you know, once I realized it and I could button it up and pack it up, I got to share it with you guys. So that's the other important piece is you get to decide when and you shouldn't be sharing story until you have come to peace with the story and you are clear on the lesson and the takeaway you want your audience to have because you can't just tell them the story and hope they get it. And you can't just tell them the story and let them come to their own conclusion. If you are going to use 
story as a way of connecting to the audience. You have got to be the one to tell the story, connect the dots, and help them see things the way you want them to the way you want them to see them, right? But that connected to this is recognizing that as soon as you make it public, then you are opening yourself up to haters and trolls and comments and opinions that you didn't ask for and you didn't welcome in. And that's why I speak so like clearly to you guys like you can't do this with a story where there's an open wound you can't do this with a story that has a scab that could easily bleed again if you get picked at like it has to be buttoned up and tight and sealed and repacked in order for you to withstand the storm that's going to come from people you know commenting on it asking well didn't you do this or why couldn't you have done that etc etc because when I talk about my husband's injury um so many people come and and <laughs> and offer their two cents and have their commentary. And, you know, and the same thing happened when he got hurt. People like had opinions about how I should live and what I should da- say and what I should do. And the reality is, is that anytime you put yourself out there, you're opening yourself up to the court of public opinion and you have to get yourself ready to do it. But if you're struggling with showing up for your business, if you're struggling with putting yourself out there and you're struggling to connecting on your message, then oftentimes it's my observation and it's my experience is that you're ten you're probably also playing small that in holding yourself back and in not sharing all of you you're not sharing enough of you so your message isn't landing and connecting so i wanted to use today's time to challenge you to think about how you're using story particularly your story in your own business and how you could perhaps use it more often or differently to connect with the people who need to hear it. I hope I've given you something to think about today. Thank you so much for joining me for this conversation and I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.